Well, it is All Saints Sunday, a day in which we remember the saints who have gone before us. I have attached a few bells onto the banner for my mom and dad and my mother-in-law. And I love to hear the sound of their ringing. They're cheering us on in this world. But if you read your email blast that the church sends out, you might have caught in that email blast, in the large font, the blue lettering, that today was All Saints Sin Day. It was a typo, okay? Some of you saints have waited a lifetime for this on your liturgical calendar to come to this day. Finally, an opportunity for those pious pilgrims among us to let our hair down and to walk on the wild side, if that's you, I'm sorry. It was a typo or a Freudian slip, I don't know. When our administrative assistant responsible for the air returns from Las Vegas, we will have her in therapy, <laughs> guaranteed. I couldn't believe my eyes. Sin day. <laughs> of all the possible typos, sin day. <laughs> I suspect Westminster will hold a place now in those viral emails of the church bloopers, you know, the ones that say, remember in prayer the many who are sick of our church and the community. After their sermon, there will be a moment of silence for prayer and medication. (laughs) Choir tryouts were hell last Wednesday evening. And now join us for All Saints Sin Day. But oddly... Oddly, All Saints Sin Day is appropriate, I suppose, for the Sunday after Reformation Sunday. I think the Apostle Paul would have gotten a chuckle with the typo, along with the Reformers, Martin Luther and John Calvin, all strong believers that we have fallen short. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. Our bad days are sin days. Our best days are sin days. Presbyterians have total depravity down. (laughs) This white robe makes me itch. (laughs) There's no hierarchy here. It's the priesthood of all believers. No one in this church asks, how is your campaign for sainthood going? Life is too hard. Being a human is too hard. Because we know that a bad night's sleep can knock uh, knock us all off course. You know, we wake up and we hope that they'll know we're Christians by our love, but it's just a bad night's sleep. There's a part of us who gets bent out of shape when we don't get our way. I want to do what I want to do, and Jesus was so not that way. Lord, take this cup from me. It's what I want, but what you want matters. I have met good people who say, I know I need to forgive. I know I need to forgive. Just like Jesus forgave people, I I know I need to forgive. And what I said to this one just a week ago, look, you're being abused. You don't need to forgive right now. You need to run away. Jesus forgives, sure, but Jesus also says to the demon, come out of him. Humanity is hard. 
I have met people who will beat themselves up for mistakes from a typo in the text of life. They're perfectionists with an imperfection, and they cannot get over it. And they carry wounds and scars like they failed. And then there are those people who think that the words they use don't matter, that the words they cut like a knife, and it's no big deal. And they can't see the wounds and the scars they're creating. Being human is hard. And I think in recent years, our brains and our bodies, they're fragile. Our nerves are frayed. And many found it easier just to remove themselves from the crowd, to get away from the fray. And now the polls say that we suffer from loneliness. It's not easy being human. Lord knows. And I think that's why God speaks to us in this way. From Matthew 5, verses 1 through 12. Hear the word of God. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. And then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. To follow Jesus up to the top of the mountain. This is the Sermon on the Mount. To follow Jesus up to the top of the mountain has to be a decision of the soul. This is a text that is at the beginning of Jesus' ministry in Matthew's Gospel. And what we know about Jesus is that he has had the ability so far to heal so many people. So he's become very, very popular, very famous. He drew the crowds. Sounds like success, but Matthew says that when Jesus sees all the people, sees the crowds, he heads up the mountain as if he was trying to get away. Why would the Word of God be so elusive? church tries to do the opposite of that. We try a different tactic. Billboards, radio, television, confirmation, hammer the word home. You know, TJ invited me to the confirmation retreat uh, last Friday night to get the youth to understand the topic of death and resurrection. It would have been easier to teach my dog to, te- to play guitar. I- I'm serious. They're beautiful kids. Don't get me wrong. It just wasn't the right time. Friday night, after Moe's, before they go to Target, 
me, death and resurrection. (laughs) A pastor out of nowhere to come down the mountain with a message. It just reminded me of the mother who was so distraught, came to my office and was so distraught that her son was not going to be in confirmation class. And I said to her, don't worry, it's not his time. Confirmation isn't learning doctrine and getting a diploma. Confirmation is knowing that you got a place called home, a direction, a relationship that's always seeking to run out and to embrace you. It's when you've had enough. When you look at life and you just spent your life feeding the pigs and that's it and I've got to go home, a decision of the soul. I need a word from God. I need a word from God. A word from God, what's that? It could be some hard truth. I received an email from someone a few weeks ago that I had not heard from in over 10 years. The note was an apology about some behavior of his. He just wanted me to know that he was sorry. I thought about the email. And a day later, it occurred to me, step eight, make a list of wrongs done to others and be willing to make amends for those wrongs. Step nine, contact those who have been hurt unless doing so would harm the person. A decision of the soul to climb the 12-step mountain to arrive at some hard truth. I'm an alcoholic. I need a word from God. I need a word with God. I need God. It's not his time, I said. I remember when I climbed that mountain, it wasn't confirmation class. Oh, I got through confirmation class. I got the diploma and the Bible. It wasn't confirmation class that made me climb that mountain. It was David Lane. That bully, years older than I was, who'd catch me on my paper route, pull me off my bike, and take my hand and run it into a brick wall over and over. Every day my day encountered that bully, David Lane. And I didn't know what to do, but I knew that I had enough. And I remembered the words of a Sunday school teacher, pray for your enemy. And so I climbed up that mountain and prayed that David would be hit by a truck. (laughs) And then I prayed for David. And then one day it just stopped. And maybe he got tired. Or maybe for me it was a miracle. 
It was a miracle. A miracle. I told his mother, it's not his time. When was it that you had enough and decided to leave the crowd behind and climb the mountain? I think for me it's time to climb the mountain again. I get so anxious about the world. Where's the world headed? The wars and the rumors of wars, and you got to pick a side, and, and now we're living in the world of AI, artificial intelligence. When was the word artificial ever good for you? Artificial sweetener will kill you. Artificial turf will tear your ACL. Artificial people will leave you empty. Artificial intelligence will make you believe in lies and you'll think they're truth. And truth you will see as lies. I think it's time to climb the mountain. But I don't want to go. You know why? Because it's too hard. It's easy for me to look at my life and go, how many years to retirement? I can do this thing for a few more years. This thing. This thing. This thing. This thing is life. This thing is my life and it's your life. This thing will heal the world. This thing you don't retire from. This thing you die to. And you're resurrected. It's a higher vision. We are people who climb the mountain because we know there's a good word, a hard word, but life is hard. Humanity is hard. A good word that welcomes us on this sin day. You made it. You made it. You who are worn out, worn out, blessed are you. For yours is the kingdom of heaven. You, you made it. You who have been bullied and run over, blessed are you. For you'll inherit this earth. You made it. You who tried to do the right thing, tried to do the right thing, tried to do the right thing. You saint, but you failed. Blessed are you. You're not empty. You're not a failure. Not with grace, not with this blessing. You made it, my disciples. Arise and shine, for your day has come. There's never enough light in this world. You are the light shining on a hill. 
Let your light shine for all the world to see. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. And on Monday, here's what you need to do. You need to pray for those who persecute you. You need to reconcile with your brothers and sisters. Here's what you need to do, you saint. You saint.